Hello and welcome to the first February Big Finish podcast. Hello, my name is Nicholas Briggs. I'm the executive producer of Big Finish and I'm joined by the producer's assistant, Paul Sprague. Hello, Paul. Hello, Nick. And we have a special guest in the office with us today, and that's Rob Shearman. Hello, Rob. Hello. I, I, I am special. You are. I've Thank always you. thought that about you. Thank yes. you very much. We don't quite know why you're here, but apparently you wanted some Diet Coke. Is I, that I, right? I was thirsty. Yes. And you were free. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Now, I'd just like to add that David Richardson, the line producer, uh, has refused to take part because of the crisp embargo, and he's stormed out and gone to work for Walkers. I know. It's terrible, isn't it? He's, uh, that he's, he's, he's just true. refused to, to come in entirely now, hasn't he? That's he's, right, yeah. He, he's decided to just go to the studio and just, just stay there. I think he's sleeping there now as well. Yeah. I think that would be a good title for a story, The Crisp Embargo. Because <laughs> I just think the word embargo is good anyway. Yeah. And anything beforehand. Also, viewers or, you know... Embargo, I'm going to write uh, that down. Yeah. But also, that is people be, will be thinking... That is going to be in if one of my scripts. If you're a story the crisp embargo, yeah. is it an embargo on crisps or is it crisp as an adjective? You know, like a sort of... I'm not going to use crisp in a title. No, that's just asking for trouble. Anyway, I'd also like yeah. to explain for anyone who can detect a, a slight bit of echo on this... Um, uh, podcast is because we've actually moved to a new office. Now I have to be careful about what I say about these things because uh, uh, a few months ago I, I mentioned that we, the internet had mm. broken down in the office, and then several people went online and said, "Oh, they've obviously gone bust or something because <laughs> the internet doesn't work in their office." Uh, we've we've moved to office. This uh, honestly, there's nothing to read into it. It's just a slightly bigger office, isn't it? Yeah. And that's why it sounds a bit echoey. Mm. You probably can't tell, but I've got the headphones on and it is sounding echoey. Right. It sounds yeah. like we're in a big room. Yeah. We are in a bigger room. It's at least twice the size of the other I one. I can't even see you. You're so far away. <laughs> <The> be- <laughs> Hello, Rob. The best thing I can say about this office, though, is that it's only 10 minutes' walk from my uh, flat. So I'm very happy. It's only 20 minutes' walk from my girlfriend's flat, so I'm, I'm all right with it. He's quids in. Yeah. Rob, how far away is it from your place? Quite a long way. <laughs> well, thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but David Richardson can't even get here. That's that's why he's not here. Exactly. Yeah. I'm hoping your next one will be in Paris. Your your, your next office coming up this month. Paris. Anyway, sorry. Coming up this month in the podcast, there will be one a week for the next four weeks. Uh, We'll be talking about Feast of Axos. Axos calling Earth. Fuel system exhausted. Request immediate assistance. Immediate assistance. What on earth is it? That is a parasitic organism drifting from planet to planet to suck their energy dry, called Axos. Okay, we're on our own, kids. Axos calling Earth. Fuel system exhausted. Request immediate assistance. Immediate assistance. Axos Perpetual Bond, which is um, a companion chronicle, and we'll have an interview with uh, Lisa Bauman and David Richardson, which he sent to me this morning via the internet, which is working. <laughs> oh, what, you mean we're going to have David Richardson on this after all? Yeah, but you won't have to hear him. I'll edit it in afterwards. Oh, that's OK. Right, and then there'll I be... might walk out if I actually <laughs> hear him. <laughs> walk mm. out and go and buy some crisps across the road, yeah. But eat them outside. Yeah. And then uh, we'll be talking about the love songs for the shy and cynical talking book. That's oh, that why Rob's is. here. Oh, thank you. And you're also here to do a little chat with me that's going to go on On the CD, CD. yes. Yeah. Which will be fun. And believe it or not, we'll be talking about Lucy Miller, the penultimate Eighth Doctor, 
story and uh, the second volume of Short Trips Audios. And uh, we'll also be mentioning something about the Invasion Convention. So what should we start off with? Oh, I just wanted to say that moving into the office has been a, a voyage of discovery for me. The pain of carrying large filing cabinets, uh, but also that um, David Richardson is a brilliant line producer, but don't <laughs> ever ask him to <laughs> arrange an office. Because I'll just give you one example of one of the things he did. Yeah. There's a cupboard over there that uh, CDs are meant to go in. Right. right. So well, actually, actually, hang on. Let's that, talk. Technically, that cupboard is meant for ladies' uniforms. It says <laughs> on the front. That's the people in here before. And as, as we don't have any ladies' uniforms, you thought, we thought you we more, more's yeah. the pity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd change the minute I got in, obviously. Yeah. Well, I did leave that sticker on there for the amusement of Paul. Thanks. <laughs> I could have just removed it, but I thought no. Um, so we keep five copies thereabouts of of all our releases just for little emergencies in case a writer suddenly needs a copy or, right. or or on very rare occasions especially you know months and months ago where things were going wrong with the mail order and some customer would have been on the receiving end of some appalling treatment from our mail order department which no longer happens and I would just reach for the CDs and send them something for free or but, occasionally uh, if we need to repress something they yeah. have occasionally been sent out when we've needed to repress have they? Yeah, once or twice. Oh, I see. So yeah. what is in there at the moment? If CDs. Well, no, well, well, and <clears throat> despite the fact that it's all full of CDs, mm -hmm. David also decided that he'd put the coffee and the sugar and the... Um, what are they called? The cloths that you dry things with. Um, cloths. Tea towels? Tea towels. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting old. But, uh, you know, but the tea his heart's in the right yeah, place, isn't but it? Can, well, you know, it's a, it's it's a, a storage... It's a big cupboard, though. It's yeah. a storage place for CDs. He's put coffee and sugar in there, and he <laughs> thought that was OK. He also filled my little office up there with all sorts of entirely irrelevant things, then put my BBC sound effects collection <laughs> underneath that shelf over there next to the heater. Yeah, you see, I think that's just... That's just good critical judgment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Paul, perhaps you'd like to read us some listeners' emails. Some, some, some listeners' emails? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Would I? <laughs> oh, all right, then. Let's see. Uh, Christian Petrie, or Petrie, I don't know how you pronounce it. I, it may depend where he's from. Yeah, yeah. says, Nick, David and Paul, open brackets, the brains behind the operation. I'm, I'm taking that to mean that I'm the brains behind the operation. I like Because I like that more than it's suggesting it's all of us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can okay, see well, let's go along with that, okay. just for this podcast. Just, yeah. just finished listening to the podcast with the crisp results. Since the majority of the time was spent discussing that and other non-audio stuff, I thought of a great cliffhanger for the podcast. The cliffhanger would end with you about to discuss the audio stories. The first podcast of the month would cover random topics, then it would end on a cliffhanger of which audio series was going to be discussed first. Of course, you can continue to have random topics in the other podcasts, but have just one dedicated to random topics. The podcasts always bring a laugh to an otherwise dreary day of work. Do you think he's being ironic? There with no, the I sentence. Uh, no, not Is he talking about our dreary Because, day because he work, sounds quite angry, actually. He sounds actually like he's really saying, could you not discuss crisps and could you discuss the audio? Is it keep the crisp discussion... Yeah. Fenced off, ring yes. fence, which I think is pertinent. Well, we've 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 learned, haven't we, Nick? We That's, have. We've, yes. we've we've learned from our mistakes. We've had we've had a long, long involved discussion. There have been further long involved discussions on the forums, which which we're not going to drag into this at all. No, because no. it's it's all gone. Frankly, a bit mad yeah. is the best way of describing yes. it. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, we, we've we're recording this now at oh a little bit after four o'clock in the afternoon. It's a Friday. There mm. there are no crisps anywhere in sight. Well. 
I've got some crisps, but you can't, you can't <gasps> yes, see them. Yes, in that cupboard. No, keep um, them in there. So, uh, you know, we've, we've been told that we shouldn't uh, talk with our mouths full. We're willing to, to put that to the test. It's very yeah, hard not to talk with anything in your mouth at all, isn't it? I mean, uh, well, you know. yes. <laughs> We're not going to be talking with no tongues. That I mean, would I, be weird. I just had my mouth restructured by I a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> and my mouth actually now feels all the time. Seriously, like it's not actually belonging to me. So all the time I keep on thinking, why is there something strange in my mouth? Apparently it's teeth. But right. Because my teeth have been... a little me. bit like Tara Sticks then when you did that bit. Did I? Well, you see, that's what you do, isn't you? <laughs> but no, it's... Um, no, I'm sorry. It's actually, that's, that's a bit more like um, <laughs> other people. No, but yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, you know, I, mean, I, I think all the time I'm talking now, it feels actually like I'm chewing something. Also, your mouth looks much better there on your forehead. Thank you. <laughs> It's nice. It's a good look. Thanks, Bragg. <laughs> so out this month, the Feast of Axos. And here's a clip from it. Four, three, two, one, and burn. We're at burn. Telemetry check. Go with throttles up. Throttles up, Windermere. Looking good, David. Boosters at max and holding. You all right back there, Miss Slade? I can't believe it. We're in space. We're actually in space. <laughs> nice view, isn't it? Look, tropical storm over the Gulf. You see it? And over there, the great Oklahoma desert. I can remember when this was all fields. It's incredible. How do you ever get used to this? You don't. Good job too, or we'd be out of business. Oh, space tourism is here to stay. You are set up for life. We don't like the T word, Miss Slade. The Feast of Axos there, the second Sixth Doctor uh, story of the, the Sixth Doctor season coming out at the beginning of this year. Am I explaining myself very well? I don't think so. Yes. Well, you, you directed it. Yes. How, how was it for you? It was lovely. It had Maggie Stables and John Pickard in, which mm -hmm. was lovely. And um, who else was in it? Of course, we had Bernard Holly as the voice of Axos. I like Bernard Holly. That was amazing having him back, and he sounded exactly the same. Axos calling Earth, except better than that. Axos calling Earth. Um, Andre Bernard, who we've had in many stories before. She yes. was in Blue Forgotten Planet. Where's he gone, that David McAllister man? Is he your boss? Boyfriend? Look, sorry, but I've got a lot of work to get through. And so's David. I'm sure he'll speak to you soon. Mm -mm, sorry. Um, there is just one thing I'd like to ask, though. What? Is this Earth? What? Recommended to us by Mr Colin Baker, I believe, originally. She was, wasn't she? He must have done a theatre job with her. And Peter Forbes, who hadn't worked with for a long time. He was in, um, well, he was in your one, well, wasn't he? He was in I Deadline. Think, did I bring him to you? Because he'd worked with me in, in the theatre at Scarborough. You did. Years and years ago, maybe yeah. 10, 15 years ago now. And, uh, yeah, he, he did Deadline, that thing yeah. we did all years and years ago. But, yeah. With Derek Jacobi. He's smashing Peter Forbes. He's a great actor. Yeah, it was the, the lovely chap. It was, it was nice to have him in. I'm glad you got him back. He's he's nice. Yeah, I suddenly yeah. thought it was one of those things. I thought, why on earth haven't I given Peter Forbes a job for ages? Because he's just absolutely brilliant and can do almost anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't really have to think what part you're going to cast him in. And also Duncan Wisby. If you 
ever worked with Duncan? I don't know Duncan. He's Whiskey, one of those no. people who's a master of many voices. He's also been doing some of the free short trips readings uh, for free downloads for subscribers. Oh, right, where okay. he does really good um, Patrick Troughton and John Pertwee voices. He's, he's the John Banks of being Duncan Wisby. <laughs> Well, you know John Banks, of course, don't you? I've, I've, I've actually met John Banks. I, we, yeah, everyone witnessed that. <laughs> I was <laughs> on a, a podcast weird. with John Banks. The first time I ever met John Banks was at that oh. podcast. You said he looked like a Sontaran to his face. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's he not, doesn't, by he's the not, way. But. He's not an attractive man, though, is he? <laughs> I mean, OK, I mean, men actually are not necessarily my bag anyway. It's just that, necessarily. It's just that oh. when I met John Banks, I just thought, I've never seen an uglier individual. <laughs> he hasn't got a neck. He looks, he, looks like a, he looks like a potato. You can't say that, and it's not right. even true. <laughs> and he sounds like a Sontaran a bit. Well, he does. He's in, the, yeah. he's in a Sontaran story. I mean, Can I just say that John Banks has got a neck? <laughs> he hasn't. People have John seen photographs. He's got a mouth like a sort of strange slit, and he does that tongue thing, you know, like Lynx in, in The Time Warrior. I think you're mistaking him for a Sontaran. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Actually, that is that is possible, but, but you know, because my memories can get a bit confused. Did, did he turn around suddenly and take off a helmet? No, that no. is actually the Time Warrior, isn't it? In that case, I've no idea who John Banks is. Oh, John Banks may not be as ugly as I thought he was. He likes his uh, Eastern accent. European accent. Yeah, but you yeah. see, I thought that was Sontarans. So I'm, I'm, now, I'm now horribly confused. So hang on, you you met John Banks, and, and I thought, thought he was Lynx. You thought he was Lynx from the. I, but yeah. you still you still thought he was Sex on a Stick. <laughs> yeah, I I thought that you know, it, it, it's that probic vent. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I think we finally found the level, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can we, let's have another uh, listener's email. You want another listener's email? Okay, that's that's a quick look, Alice. Alice, who who's sent messages to us before on several occasions. This isn't the other Alice who uh, David was saying hello to in the last. No, podcast. that's the, the, we should, we should probably explain that actually. And Alice is Alex Mallinson's uh, girlfriend. Oh, uh, right. who uh, apparently was was quite bowled over by the the pure sex appeal of David Richardson, which I, th- I think we can in all, a podcast. Yes, in not a podcast. In reality. Not, no, in, no. in reality, he's, he's he's this strange cupboard filling teacoth dispensing yeah. man yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and let's face it yeah. he's orange but other than that <laughs> <laughs> he's not orange <laughs> just spreading rumours about people the thing about David is that he comes across very well in the podcast because he's always busy so yes. he he doesn't sound over eager to please no you know what I mean well, I, I was he just, just replying sounds because he's not interested basically. I, I was just yeah. replying to an email from Anthony Lamb so I'm still yeah Anyway, let's let's actually. I can bring all this. What are you talking about? I, I can no bring idea. all this. I can bring all this neatly together. Okay. Alice right. is Alex Mallinson, our our former designer's girlfriend, yes. who, who seems to have developed a bit of a crush on David, and David has decided to uh, to in, enjoy it to its fullest. Um, I and can Anthony Lamb, location. meanwhile, who I was just replying to, is our new designer. Has he got yeah. a crush on me? I'm just N- asking. But not not yet. No one has a crush on me. No. yet. I've got a bit of a crush on you, Rob. Yeah. It's the beard. Yeah. I've got a beard. Hang on. I might shave my beard off, but that's by the by. Really? I'm going to be shaving mine off next... Uh, the, the, not next Monday, the Monday after. I'm not going to be upstaged by your chin. I might keep my beard. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of losing it, though, seriously. And, uh, but I'm sorry, because you're trying to read it. I think you will have lost it. Uh, yes, anyway. I'm, um, I'm too old for a beard now. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, this, this Alice, <laughs> who spells her name A-L-I-S... Oh, yeah. Uh, says, uh, 
Less chips, please. I like to eat them, but it makes it hard to hear you guys over them. They're a bit loud and the bags are even worse. Anyway, we've, we've moved on. Yeah, I don't want to be pedantic, but it's fewer chips, not less. Well, yeah. I, I'm just And she can't spell her own name for a start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Alice. Anyway, she says, what I really wanted to write about, though, was to ask if you're going to Gallifrey next month. I'm trying to interest Radio Free Scarrow podcast in interviewing you guys, as that's how I found Big Finish when they interviewed Nick. They interview Nick and Rob Schumann because of the Daleks and such, oh, yeah. but I'd like them to branch <laughs> out to India for sure and your other regulars too. Listened to Sword of Orion over the holidays and loved it. It felt like an old school Cybermen episode and I loved them. I ended up by accident on a Fifth Doctor marathon after watching the Matt Smith special with the Tegan trilogy, Ringpool World, a fantastic Turlo companion chronicle, and Shadow of the Scourge, an early Doctor Perry audio. I don't think she's heard that properly because that doesn't no. have Perry in it at no, all. It's, no, it's Ace and Benny, isn't it? Ending yeah. with the Four Doctors. I love a well-plotted time travel story and still laugh when McGann tells Davison that's all the hint he's going to get. And Roboman, I thought no one but me liked them. I love what you guys do. Just mute the crisps, which indeed we have. Indeed, yeah. And, and yeah. I don't know whether you heard that we did issue a crisp muted podcast. Yes. Yeah. Which did confuse one listener who wrote in saying that suddenly his podcast appeared to have strange gaps in it. Yes, that's because I cut out all the pits that had crisps <coughs> in and just left the music running. I was doing it as a bit of a joke, but no one seemed to spot that. Well, no. it's... They will now. Yes. Yeah. I've blown the gas. It's, it's not good, is it, when you have to actually explain what the joke was afterwards? No. It proves that I, it, it, I failed it, it on proves, the joke front there. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, well, thank you, Alice, for especially your comments about Sword of Orion, which has always proved quite controversial. This chamber must have been fully operational when the Ion Storm hit. The systems failed. And all these prisoners of the Cybermen captured to increase the Cyber race died in lingering agony, trapped in mid-conversion. The human elements rotted, and yet the cybernetic replacements looked... Like they're straight off the production line. This is a factory ship, sent out to gather new recruits for the cyber cause. I wonder how the process worked. Morbid curiosity. The Cybermen must have set it in motion, then submitted themselves to freezing, to ride out the storm, thinking they'd be safer in hibernation. The, the bizarre thing about Sword of Orion is that on quite a regular basis now, people contact me and say, it's great, in that sort of like, I heard it was rubbish, but apparently, you know, but actually <laughs> well, it's it's quite bearable. I, I think I, it's because it, historically it's it had that really bad review from Dave Owen in Doctor Who magazine. I think it came along. And set the level for everyone's appreciation. It, it was a time it. when people were wanting, you know, I, I think it's a great traditional throwback Doctor Who story. Mm. And it came at a time when people were, were expecting, I think only to have much more radical storytelling. And I think people go back to it now when maybe, particularly with the, with the new series, doing more radical things often and actually want to find a bit maybe of old-school so. nostalgia. I think Sword of Orion's perfect for that. It is, because when uh, when I originally wrote it for the audio-visuals amateur plays all those years ago, mm. I'd actually written a very sophisticated, in inverted commas, because it was me writing, um, Cyberman story called the... Um, what was it called? This anecdote has failed, hasn't it? The, the Ultimate Brain, it was called. And uh, it was really complicated. And Bill Baggs, who was the producer of um, audiovisuals, said, I don't want all this. I just want something, you know, typical. And I said, right. And I deliberately just wrote something that I thought had every Doctor Who cliche in it. Right. I said, is this the kind of thing you want? And he went, yes, that's the kind of thing I want. And it turned out to be the most popular of yeah. the audiovisuals plays. So... You can see where it came from. It did come from that place of making it yeah. you know, the most obvious thing. I've actually even heard that one. That's the only one of the audio visuals that I've ever heard. I've heard mm. sort of right. It was really good. I oh. enjoyed it a lot. Thank you. 
Uh, well, well, coming up in the next podcast, <laughs> we'll be talking about the perpetual bond, love songs for the shy and cynical, Lucy Miller, short trips too. Or will we? Will we? Will we talking about all of them? Yeah, we won't get through all that. However, there will be also the probably the um, the podcast competition winner. Yes. For January. Yes. That sounds like a cliffhanger to me. Oh, no. Oh, 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 no. So I'm trying to get into the vibe there. We'll try and do better next time. Goodbye. Hello, this is David Richardson. I'm coming from you. No, this one again. That's rubbish. <laughs> Hello, this is David Richardson. I'm coming live from Moat Studios. Well, live-ish. We're probably recorded, but anyway, I'm here with Lisa Bauman. Hello. Good morning.